Welcome. I am a small, fuzzy, middle-aged woman, unexpectedly named Turl Kronberg. And in the very front of my brain, I have an exceptional little bit that I call the wise turtle. She is the most thoughtful, observant, and compassionate part of me. And this podcast is her platform for speaking to the world. Her aim is to try to understand the patterns of growth in the universe and use those discoveries to help us all uncover the most important, inspiring story of who we are and where we want to go as Earthlings. I hope that you enjoy her musings. Namaste. especially in my speaking up process that helps you identify your purpose. And I do have a new, uh, fully fleshed out purpose, speaking up storytelling map that I'll probably do a video and a podcast on at some point soon. Um, but today I wanted to do a, a sort of funny little thing. It's related to purpose, um, which I recently discovered, uh, that I could contribute some thoughts about. And that's how we value our various ideas and offerings and creations and requests um, in relation, similar to the way we use money, where we quantify things, but in a, in a sense that's more quality of life. So we're quantifying, but with the goal of an increased quality of life. So instead of quantifying things based on um, some, you know, arbitrary random game playing system, like a grade or a, or a dollar or a, a vote in an election, we're quantifying it based on our own preferences. So it's, it's a, a personal ranking. And I looked up the word value um, in the dictionary, and it said it came from a similar root word uh, to valor, V-A-L-O-R. Um, and the root word was the Latin uh, valere, I believe, V-A-L-E-R-E. And valere meant strength. Um, and valor and value were about ranking so it's the strength not not so much strength as a, a binary thing but strength as in a a uh, a spectrum a scale so you can have a low amount of strength or a high amount of strength it can be a very potent something or other um you know you can have you can have a a, a spicy chili pepper and that spicy chili pepper can be a very strong 
spicy, you know, capsaicin, a, a strong amount of it. So the strength is very high. Or you can have a, you know, well, a red pepper, which has no spiciness at all. So that would have a zero value of spiciness um, or, you know, maybe one percent or something. So so this idea of strength uh, as a value um, and I don't mean necessarily strength of muscle strength, but but strength of anything. This the strength of a force, the strength of a belief, the strength of a need, the strength of a request for help. You can you know have a very strong help right now, immediately, emergency, or you can have a hey, I could use some help on this. You know, whenever you get a chance. So there's. There's a value that we place that's based on our own needs, that's based on our own goals and how they fit into, you know, our our day-to-day lives and our interactions with other individuals. And so it's it's not so much a valuation of others um, in general. It's not saying, you know, you get 92% today on your grade. It's saying, I'm giving a 92% valuation of something that you you did as it helped me. For example, uh, you know, maybe you offered me uh, a pat on the back or a hug, and that really helped me. Maybe something bad happened to me. I got some bad news and you offered me a hug when you heard that news without without any sort of, you know, me asking for it or or without any, you know, expectation. You just gave me the hug because, you know, you saw that I was sad and you thought I could use the hug. And so, you know, and now this sounds a little crude, but in our brains, we do this. And we don't do this consciously most of the time. So that's that's another thing why it seems kind of crude to think of this. But um, we do actually place a value on that. And it is probably at least sort of quantified in the brain. Um, I mean, we're not entirely sure how brains work. And it's all very complex. And there are a lot of different things happening in the brain simultaneously that contribute to what's going on. You know, there's everything from electric, electrical magnetic symbols going through the neurons, um, you know, passing pulses um, through one, from one neuron to the next neuron. But there are also electromagnetic waves that sort of transverse the whole brain and allow, um, well, I'm not entirely sure, and I think this is a, a newer thing that we're researching, but they they kind of allow connections to be made so things can be fired at the same time. And it kind of gives a, a another form of connection. So it's sort of disparate areas of the brain can be fired together. Uh, and that adds another layer of something, <laughs> whatever that, you know, awareness um, connection. And then and then, of course, there's the, the just general neurochemicals which are involved in the transmission of the or, well, electricity from one neuron to the next neuron. There are, there are neurochemicals that, that are involved in that, but those are different neurochemicals. And 
there are different amounts of those neurochemicals. And there also, there's the, um, the myelin sheath, which is actually like a, a coat kind of, it's like an insulation. It's like this, this, well, coat or coating, coating on the, you know, basically the wires, the axons that go from one neuron to another neuron. And the stronger that coat coating is, the more insulation it has, um, the easier it is, I believe, uh, the easier it is to transmit the electricity because there's less interference or something like that. Um, so there are all of these different factors that are going on in the brain. And and so there's no one, like, it's not like a calculator calculating, you know, oh, you get 92% today on that hug. That hug was a 92% hug. Um, I really needed that. It really helped me. Um, you know, it wasn't the most perfect thing in the universe. I mean, the perfect thing in the universe was that I didn't get that sad news or that the, or that someone told me that the sad news wasn't actually true. You know, it was just a joke or something, a bad joke, someone trolling me, whatever. Um, but still, you know, the hug was, was still incredibly useful to me. So I would value it highly. Um, and somewhere in the brain, there's some kind of ranking system for, for gratitude, basically, um, for strength of appreciation or strength of anticipation. So those are the two kinds of things that we could do. You know, we, we look forward to some things. We want some things um, that improve our lives or that help us do something we need to do um, in some way. And then there are the, the things that happened in the past that we are thankful for. And so all of these things kind of get ranked Again, not in a not in a linear scale. It's not like you know one, two, three, four, five. It's it's more of a, a general percentage of how useful it was to us, um, or how useful we think it would be to us. How much we like to do something. Like I would like to have a home with a garden um, where I can grow food and and do my work. You know that is a very high priority for me. Um, so that's a a high hope. That's a strong need in my life as far as I can tell in my brain I'm ranking that very highly whereas um, I like pad thai but it's not so good for my body Um, so while I would like it a little bit I also don't want it because it's not so great for my body Um, being a raw vegan um, I mean if it was raw vegan pad thai that'd be great but I actually like the not raw vegan pad thai, the vegetarian pad thai with rice noodles and everything. Um, but I would rank that lower, much lower, because while I like it a lot, I also don't think it's good for my body. So there's a counterbalance there, which kind of negates a lot of the likingness. So, you know, I might put pad thai at maybe like 4% as my hope for the future. Like if someone gave me some really nice vegetarian, gluten free, pad thai right now that was not raw vegan, I I might take it, but you know, at 4%, I might not take it because there might be something better. There might be something better in my immediate environment um, that I happen to have that would be better for my body and taste, you know, about as good. So as I'm looking out at all of the options, I'm ranking them automatically in my brain. Um, I mean, this is almost entirely unconscious. I'm, I'm making it conscious for you right now, but normally it's not that conscious. Uh, but we can add conscious awareness 
to our decisions. I mean, and we do very often. We we at least think that we're aware of why we're making a decision. Um, that's not always the case. We can make up reasons uh, if we're if we're confronted with conflicting data. Uh, sometimes we just make stuff up, and we have no idea that we've made it up. Um, there's there's a beautiful, wonderful, delightful study on this that I've seen, um, I think it was at Harvard. I mean, it's been done and replicated many places, but um, I remember seeing a video of it, which I always have a hard time finding, um, where someone was presented with, the subject was presented with two photographs of, I think they were faces. Yeah, they were photographs of faces, um, human faces, and told to pick one of them. And then um, they were shown ostensibly the one that they picked and asked to explain why they picked it and what they thought was better about that one than than the other one um what they specifically liked about that one and unbeknownst to the subjects um there was a little magic trick going on a little sleight of hand where the um the person giving the study um was was switching them they had like three they actually had like three cards i think um or four cards so that they could pull yeah it was a little bit of sleight of hand magic trick sort of card trick kind of thing anyway they were um so they would pull away the one that they picked and replace it with the one that they hadn't picked to see if the people would a notice and b actually make up an explanation for why they picked the one that they didn't pick and um, sure enough, many of the times, not every time, some people would notice. I mean, sometimes it's just very obvious, like you paid attention. You know, they were fairly different faces, uh, not hugely different. You know, they were the same gender, generally, or uh, the same. They weren't necessarily the same hair color, though. Um, so it would be funny when someone would actually try to explain why they picked one, um, when it wasn't the one they picked and, and they actually did it. They were perfectly capable of making something up unconsciously. They did not know. They were not aware at that point that they had picked, that they were being asked to explain the wrong one. Uh, so sometimes we don't know why we're making a choice. That was the sort of gist of that study, that, that we just make stuff up sometimes when we're asked to explain something. So there's this ranking system that, that we use to make these decisions. Um, and when things are very equal, it's, it's hard to make a decision because, you know, we don't know which one is, you know, they're so close, we don't know which one is going to be the best. Um, or maybe they're equally the same, you know, they're, they're two things that we really love and we would like both of them, but we physically can't do both of them at the same time. Do you want to go to, um, do you want to go to visit your best friend who's visiting from, you know, far away place you haven't seen? Or do you want to go meet, uh, do you want to go to a special event with a sit down dinner with some famous person that you've always admired? And, you know, both of these things are very important to you. You know, your friendship is very important and you haven't seen them in a while and you really want to see them, but they're going to be, you know, in space A and then they can't go to space B, which is this special invitation thing that you've apparently been invited to, to talk with someone famous and have dinner with them. 
And that might be a once in a lifetime thing, but your friend is more important to you because, you know, you haven't seen them in a long time and you want to keep up that friendship and you don't want to disappoint them. So there's a huge, you know, dilemma there where you, you value both basically equally and you don't know how to choose. And that, of course, is challenging. Um, and, and at that point, at that point, when you get to those decisions that are so equal, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Both both are going to offer you pluses and minuses. Both are going to be unique experiences in the end and take you down a different path. But you aren't going to know what different path. And each different path will have basically the same outcomes, most likely. I mean, there's a chance that one of them would be extremely good or extremely bad. But you can't know that ahead of time, and and you and you won't even know it after the fact. Um, you know, even if something really bad happens in one direction, it's quite possible that something really bad would happen if you'd gone to the other way, made the other choice. So, at that point, it doesn't make a it doesn't make a difference. I mean, it makes a difference, but it doesn't make a difference to you at that moment in time. And, it, and you will never know if it made a difference in the future. I mean, if it's something really good that happens, it's possible that something really good that was different would have happened in the other situation. So even then you won't know. So it really, it's really fine to make either choice. Just to pick one. You can, you know, roll a die or go with your gut or whatever. It, it really, it's okay. All of them are okay. All of your choices are okay at that point. But up until that point, if things are not equal, we start looking for value. We start needing to decide on value. And right now, in our economy, in our internet, in our social media, in our general quantified interactions with the world, we don't have that so much. We rarely get that. This morning I was talking to a couple of people who are working on, uh, well, they started, interestingly, they started working on a project that was aiming to uh, do a reputation score for social media, and they were specifically looking for it based on cryptocurrencies. Um, they wanted to have like a, a discussion forum kind of thing where you could you could subscribe to, to like a news feed and you could pick the people who you followed. So it was both social media and sort of news media combined, I guess. Um, and you could pick the, the individuals and groups you follow um, and you would rank them based on the ones you were most interested in. And as I was talking to these people, I noticed that they didn't, they both didn't have a personal way to rank things other than just one, two, three, four, five. Um, they didn't have a sort of percentage of I really, really want to subscribe to my friend Speaker John Ash. I really want everything he puts out there. Um, I want to see all as soon as possible. Whereas I have a subscription also to uh, let's say the MIT Media Lab. And I really like their stuff, um, but it's not super important to me all the time. Um, at least once a day, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing something by them. But I don't want to see, you know, if they're posting like 10 things a day, I, I don't need to see them all at once. 
um, immediately. I mean, I don't need to see them immediately. I don't need to necessarily see all of them if they're somewhat repetitive, maybe they, which they tend to be. Um, you know, humans are somewhat less repetitive, whereas news organizations tend to be very repetitive, um, especially if they have like events or they're talking about, you know, something time-based where they, they give you a bit of lead up time and then they remind you again. So, you know, so I might rank that, you know, in a middle, like a 50% thing, whereas my friend speaker, John Ash, I want everything. And then, so I put him up at, you know, like 98%, hundred percent, whatever, um, of my feed. And then, you know, say there are a couple other people who I'm kind of curious about, but they tend to be incredibly repetitive or they tend to be very negative or they're, or they just post a whole ton and like most of it I'm not interested in. So I never know, but like once in a while they, you know, they put something interesting. So, you know, I'd put them down at maybe like 10% or something. Um, you know, just to every once in a while, keep in touch. Um, you know, I have, I have a friend, of, I definitely have a, a buddy of mine who um, I follow on Facebook who, who posts like 10 times a day. And, um, and it's not super interesting. Mostly it's, you know, it's just reposting other stuff. But I, I like her and, you know, I want to keep in touch with her. So, you know, I just every once in a while I want a little dip in the pool of what she's doing. Um, and it can be fairly random. Um, or I could subscribe to a particular topic or whatever. But, you know, I put her way down, you know, maybe like 5% um, per day, whatever we're ranking this as. So so this kind of system of ranking as a personal percentage gives me a value of the connections that I'm getting from the world. And then I can do the same on the things that I'm giving to the world. Like I maybe sometimes tweet like five tweets a day and um, these days I'm having a lot of fun on Twitter. I've met a bunch of cool people. And some of those tweets are way more important than other ones, but I can't rank them. Twitter doesn't let me do that. Um, and that's frustrating because like some people see the stuff that's not super important um, and don't see the stuff that is important. So what I see us needing is some kind of quantification valuation system that matches, that pays attention to these inputs and output values and helps us find more of the content that we want. Um, we can still put in, like I said, you know, we can, we can put a low value on some random information um, that just kind of gets randomly picked from a pile of stuff. Uh, you know, like I'd like to see, I'd like to see a little bit from The Guardian, the, the British newspaper. Um, I do like their articles. Um, and it'd be fine if I just got, you know, maybe once a week or something, I got like a few articles from them in a little chunk. Um, and I could skim them and then pick one or two that I like to read. So I'm not sure how to do this. Uh, I've been talking to a few people, but I am no coding computer type person. Um, I'm a, I'm a kinesthetic visuospatial thinker. I don't think in, in code language. Um, but I do think in systems and I can come up with ideas for that. And I would love to work with somebody or just have somebody working on this and, and maybe check in with me and say, Hey, you know, do you have any ideas on how to do this? Um, do you think we're missing anything? 
Um, I did actually chat with these folks who were working on um, the uh, the social media type thing when they're actually they're doing a prototype with I think it was Argentina um, for some voting discussion, um, which is very cool. They're they're testing it out to see how how the government can work with people in sort of understanding different um, sort of the not a consensus but just getting a measure of what the people actually think and what they'd actually like Um, so it was a wonderful thing and I got to talk to them about you know the ranking system and you know how they could maybe maybe they were missing a few things and could add some few things and that was wonderful so if anyone wants to work with me on this or has any ideas on how to do this, um, this is a part of my, my big architecture, the architecture for a new internet, um, for a decentralized internet, but a, a central system and infrastructure architecture for putting all the different, for connecting all of the different disparate systems together and routing content from where it's generated to where it's useful. So, uh, yeah, if you have any ideas on, on how to match the different kinds of rankings and values that we have for the things that we want to offer and the things that we want to request from the universe, especially on the internet content wise, um, please get in touch. Um, or, you know, just work on it on your own and, and that's fine too. <laughs> Run with it, you know, because the more people we have working on these things, the, the better. Anyway, if you'd like to get in touch with me, um, my email is thewiseturtle at gmail.com. I'm on Reddit as username Turl, T-U-R-I-L. And I'm also on Twitter now a lot, <laughs> um, at least for the time being, while I have access to the internet all the time, pretty much, which is wonderful. Um, I'm at, uh, I'm either Turl Kronberg, that's my real name, or you can find me at, it's at the wise turtle is my, my addy thing on Twitter. <laughs> um, anyway, I look forward to, uh, seeing what you're doing and hearing if you have any thoughts and, uh, on how to quantify value in an effective way for a computer to figure things out and to match things up. Okay, I'll leave you with that. Namaste.